and, and you can continue reading on the Pesukim of how they become the Levian and get their jobs. Okay, let's take a look at Rashi, dive right into this, and the, the discussions will ensue. Says Rashi, take the Levian. Explains Rashi, take them with words. Praiseworthy are you, Levim, that you're being your Zoycha, you're gonna to merit to serve Akadosh Baruch. Ah, you're so lucky. We find this in multiple places throughout Chumash, where Rashi will, will explain when we talk about Kicha by a person, to take a person, Rashi will say, For example, when Aaron was chosen to become the Kohen, it says, Kaches Aaron. When Yehoshua is chosen to be the leader of the, the next leader of the Jewish people, it says, Kaches Yehoshua. Um, by the Nesim, the Gidim Ba'amidvarsh, it says, it says, Kichu. And Rashi almost always, um, or Chazal, will always point out that this is really Kachenu Bidvarim. You have to persuade them. And uh, the, which begs the question, why do they need persuasion? If they're being offered a great deal, wouldn't they just take it to be, have the option of being a Levi in the Beis HaMikdash? All my children will have, a, have the opportunity to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. Why wouldn't I grab it? Why wouldn't I take it? Why do I need to be persuaded? So that's a very valid question. Um, what's interesting, I saw the Be'er Basada. He says that, to me it's a little startling, but the Levium were a little deterred from joining, um, you know, jo- joining the club here because, Rashi said, the Pasuk says, they're going to have to shave off all their hair. It says the Be'er Basada, that's Meguna, that's Menuvel, that's something that's just strange, it's odd, and they wouldn't want to be... Uh, um, Put under such conditions, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu had to persuade them and say, "Don't worry, come, 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 join. It's it's going to be good for you." Can you imagine? Is, is that does that hold water? I mean, he says that's one of the tainas that Kairach had on the Kohanim. Um, that uh, why are you doing this? You're abusing the Levim. And Moshe, excuse me, that's that was one of Kairach's tainas. But at the end of the day, Kairach can have that taina. But you, let's say you were told. You know, if you go through this small process, and trust me, this is the best thing for you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it's the best thing. And if you go through this, the rest of Doiri Doiris HaNetzach Nitzachim, you're going to be the Levi. You're going to have the Zuchus of serving the Beis HaMikdash. Okay, how long does it take to, to grow your hair back? You know, I had a, one of my Talmidim, you know, for a dare, he shaved his head. He shaved his head for Purim. I to make sure he kept his face, but he did something silly. What, is it so crazy? You would, you would give that, like, I need to be convinced to do it for that? To me, that was a little startling. Um, yeah, but the but the, the makor is a zayar. It's, it's 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 a little more complicated than that. Okay, I don't know what the makor is. It's a zayar kadosh. It's a zayar. Yeah, it says it's, that, that, that's the name karka kara karka baldi. Yeah. It said it was part of it was he was shaved, but really the main issue wasn't the the baldness. The fact that he was shaved while Aaron was dressed in night begotten. It's really like the jealousy of Aaron more than the shaving. Well, okay, that's not what the Basada is saying. I wonder if it's a different source. Uh, we have to look it up, but it doesn't. Uh, anyway, this just doesn't sit well with me that this is like I have to persuade Levium from joining joining the base. I mean, just because of this one thing, like this is such a terrible thing. I, I don't know. Um, what I would have said, what I was expecting the Basada to say when I saw him ask the question, I was excited, is really what I would say by Yehoshua and uh, or by Aaron and or by Nenesim that uh, when someone is a humble. They don't, they kind of say, ah, it's not for me. I don't need the responsibilities. I don't want it. Find somebody else to do it. And you have to persuade them. Like, you know, you're getting yourself into a very 
a special, special job. Um, people, all, you know, tzaddikim who deserve such such uh, positions, many times will say, I, "I don't deserve it." That's that's one one idea. Another idea is, can you imagine this? This is actually not a simple thing, not a simple, it's not a simple decision, because Levine, by taking this post, that perhaps they knew they're not getting a chelik in Eretz Yisrael. They're not going to have land because they have, they serve in the base of Middash to get mountainous Levine. And uh, that's that's a serious choice that one has to make. You know, am I ready for that? Am I, is my family ready for that? To to commit ourselves and all my to such a lifestyle, we're not going to have our own chelak. And we know nachlo is a very very important thing. Uh, maybe I was wondering. Maybe that's why they needed persuasion. Fine, that's uh, something to think about. But then I had the following problem. See, is this the first time the Levium are told about joining, you know, the B'nai Levi are, join, are, are, are told about uh, becoming Levium in Beis HaMikdash? So the truth is, is that we actually heard about this already in Parshat Midbar and in Parshat Nasai. It says in Parshat Midbar, in Perak Aleph, Pasuk Mem Dalit, says that, uh, excuse me, that's uh, right before, sorry, Pasuk Mem Tes, when you're ready to count, you know, you've counted the Jews, the rest of the Jewish people, but Levi, don't count them. Count them separately. Count them, and they're going to be um, at their own separate club for the purpose of the Mishkan and the Kalim. They're going to carry it wherever it needs to go, and they're going to, they're going to protect it. They're going to serve it. Fine. So they, they heard about this. That's in Parish of Midbar, in Parak Aleph. Then if you move to Parak Gimel, even more explicit, um, it says in Pasuk, hey, in Parak Gimel, bring the whole Sheva Levi, and they're going to serve the Kohanim. They're going to be the Kohanim's assistants in the Beis HaMikdash. Um, okay. And then it says, in Pasuk Yud Beis, Hashem says to Moshe, already told that the Kaddish Baruch is going to transfer the Kedusha of the Bechayim Onto the Levian. And that's what they do. And then Vaida, and if you continue on, Pasak Tazvab, Bakoidas bin a levi the base avisam, Vayifka Isam Moshe, and uh, he gives out the jobs already. If you look in the paper, he's given them out. They all know what they're gonna be getting in the base amigdash or in the Mishkan, what their what their jobs are going to be. Um it says it again in Paragimal Pasakmalaf, Lakhtas Halivim, Liani Hashem, Tachas Kobukharbna Yisrael. And nothing. Rashi doesn't say anything about kochenu bedvarim. Doesn't say anything about kochenu bedvarim. So that's why, to me, I said when I heard when I thought of this kasha, I said, okay, well, maybe the Be'er Basad is right. That uh, only now that they're going to go through the tahara process, now is when they need they need some uh, chizuk, they need some persuasion to join. Maybe they're going to be, you know what? I, I, this much I can't do. This is too much for me. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. You realize this chus that you have l'shamish. Um, so that's why I thought that maybe the Bear Basada is right. But then I had the following kasha. 
do you need to persuade somebody or do you need to, tr should someone try to persuade someone when they're obligated in it? If the Kedusha has already been transferred from the Bukhairim to the Leviyim, it's not like they have a choice. Any, almost every time that I, that I, I, I found that the Torah says, Kach, to take a person, it's usually, you know, it could be at the behest of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it's only when, you know, we're going to need his consent. This is not one of the Tariyag mitzvahs. But if someone's been given the Kedusha, it, it's happened already. He's, he is a Kaddish. He needs to serve the Mitzvah. So now we have to convince him. We have to, we have to ask him, you know, do you mind taking this job? It is his job already. He's been assigned to it. So what is this? What's this Kachenu Bidvarim now that we have to persuade him to join? Okay, yeah, it could be that, you know, that person has a hard time. So you want to give him a chizik, but to me, that doesn't. It's hard to imagine that, that, that all of the, all the Levium needed that. Like, you would think that the Levium are in a little bit higher. Like, whatever HaKadosh Baruch wants, you know, Mila Hashem Eli, these are the same people who killed Reyes. Um, the Pasuk is like, Hikir. They, they, they were willing to do whatever HaKadosh Baruch said, even if it meant killing their own family. That's these people who deserve to take the positions of the Bechayim because they listen even though it's against their own senses. And now, when it comes to, you know, shaving off, ah, I might not want to do that. This is what Kodesh Baruch said, you, you jump. You jump in. Isn't that a stark kasha on the Be'er Basada? That this is, this is what we need to persuade them for? So this is a kasha I was, I was struggling with. I think uh, as we progress here, we'll, we'll, we'll find a, a very simple answer for all of this. Let's take a look first at the next Rashi. Um, you know, before we see the next Rashi, I want to share with you the Ramban. The Ramban is three lines. It sounds very simple, but when you think about it, it's actually quite complex. The Ramban just gives us a background to where, gives us the context of where this Parsha falls into. It's very similar to what I, what I told you at the beginning of this year. The Ramban says, I'll read it to you if you have it, take a look. After the Bechorim, and the Levium are counted, and that's in Parshas Bamidva, right? HaKadosh Baruch says, okay, count the Bechorim, count the Levium, let's do a swap. The extra Bechorim don't have to pay, you know, pay five shkalim for each. Fine. After that, says the Ramban, then, v'nitztavu ha-Levium ba-avodosam u-bimishmartam v'noslem ha-golois. Then, at the end of Parshas Bamidva, like I told you, they were all given their tasks, right? Gershon's going to do the, all, the, all the linen. And Mirari is going to do all the hardware, the external hardware. And Kaz is going to do the internal hardware. That's all mentioned already. Then the Agos, all the wagons, which are brought, presented by the Nesim, they are also divvied out to the Levium. Then, says the Ramban, the Ketayra concludes the, the mitzvahs of the Kohanim with the menorah at the beginning of the Sutra. And now it makes sense. It's all the chronology. So what next comes next is, Okay, now you're ready to, to work. Now we're going to start working. Now they have to go through the purification process. And now we understand what it's doing over here. Says the Ramban, it all makes beautiful sense. We don't have to say, Beautiful. And this is Ramban, par excellence. You know, where he, he loves to, to, to try to get out of um, Rashi is much more lenient with it, more, um, more, he's more accepting. The Ramban tries not to do that. So what follows from this? What do we have to say? What month of the year? What date did this happen? So we are told, this is where the Chazanish steps in. The Chazanish says, it's mashma from this Ramban, 
that this Sivu of our parsha to the Levim takes place in ER. Remember, this is ER, the ne- year after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But just to, to quickly summarize what happened in this that, that first year. They, they leave Mitzrayim in Nisan. They get the Torah in Sivan. Then Maisha Rabbeinu goes up 40 days, comes back down to Luchais, Chet Egel, breaks them, goes back up for another 40 days. He gets Slich of a Kapar, then goes up for another 40 days until he gets the Luchais Shniyais. He comes down on Yom Kippur. Then he commands them about building the Mishkan. They finish the building of the Mishkan on Chanukah. They don't set up the Mishkan. The Shiva Simei and Meloyim start on Chav Gimel Adar for seven days. And then on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that's when they build the Mishkan. Then comes Pesach. Then comes Eeyore. And then that's what we have over here. Why is it an Eeyore? Because we're told it's a Mephurish Pasuk. When does the counting of Parshish B'midr take place? The Pasuk says, It happens in the Eeyore. So if the Ramban is claiming that this parish in Bahaloscha occurs after the counting of B'nai Yisrael in Parshish B'midbar, so it follows the earliest point in time that this could have happened is the Chodesh Iyar. Ah, Zot Chazonish. That's very nice in the Ramban. But that does not work in Rashi. That does not work according to Chazal. Because the Gemara, the Chazal that we mentioned in last week's Chumashir, Rashi cited it. It's a Gemara in Gittin on Nafsamech. That on the day that the, Beis, the Mishkan was erected, Moshe Rabbeinu gave over eight parshas. There were eight mitzvahs that were given. And one of them is, is parshas halavim. What is that? Says the Gemara, says the Shainim, this parsha right here, haches halavim. Take a look, Rashi and Gittin says that, and others say it as well. Okay, so then when did this happen? It did not happen in Iyar. It says, bay bay yom, the day that the Mishkan was erected, this parsha was given. That means that it was given on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which means that it really preceded all those psukim that I read to you before in Parshas Bamidbar. This parsha precedes all that. So number one, it's a ha'ara on the Ramban. That Ramban didn't learn like that. Number two, it answers our question. If they're already Kaddish, what kachenu bidvarim is there? Who I have to persuade them? The answer is, is no, they're not Kaddish yet. That whole process doesn't happen yet. The Chazanish spits us all out. Chazanish, by the way, if you want to look it up, um, it's in Simon Kuvchav, Hayin, in Achelik Arachayim, Siv Kotten Ches. And there are, the, the Chazanish, what he's doing there, you could look up the whole thing, it's very interesting if you have time. He, he, he goes through the Sidur HaParshis, like ha, the organization, the timeline of the Sefer Torah, the timeline of the Sefer Torah. So what follows is, is that the Ramban and Rashi are having a disagreement. Rashi says that this Parsha happens in Chodesh Nisan. And the Ramban is saying it's not. The Ramban is saying that this parasha happens in Chodesh Iyar. Now, what's the nafkamina? Number one is the nafkamina. Like we're talking, could, could the Ramban here say, if they already are Kaddish, they've already been handed the position of being a Levi. What do you, what do you have to persuade them more? Maybe he wouldn't learn like that. Number two, Rashi could, because this is the first time that they're being brought in to this, in, into this job. What else is very interesting, according to this Machlegis, it's as follows. Um, if you take a look at Rashi, in Parshas Nasai, Perak Zayin, Pasuk Aleph, this is actually what we studied last year um, in the Pachomish year. Rashi says that uh, it's at the end of Dibra Maskal B'yayim Kalois Maisha Lahakim. Rashi says, Rosh Chaydash Nisan Haya, Besheni Nisrafa Hapara, Bashlishi Hizu Hazaya Rishayna, Ubashvi Golchu. 
Rashi is clearly Lashidase of that of that Gemara and Gin that he cited, which we cited last week. Is that on the first day they were given the parasha of Leviim. On the second day, that's when they burnt the Paraduma. On the third day of Nisan, they did a Hazah, they sprinkled the Leviim. And then on the seventh day, not of Nisan, on, on the seventh day from then, Golchu. They were um, they were sheared from, from their hair. They were shaven. Well, if that's the case, here's the following question. And this is going to be the nafkamina between Ramban and Rashi, and the Chazanish expresses this. What do they need tahara for? What is this purification process? Well, they're tummy. So take a look at the next Rashi here by us. Rashi says, What's this mechatos, this purification water? The water that consists of the ashes of the paraduma. What do you need it for? The purpose of this water is to purify those who are tame within the camp of the Levium. They need some tahara. They need a tahara. Um, they point out over here, Tmeya Mesim Shebahem. What does that mean, Shebahem? Were they all Tmeim or not all Tmeim? Why should they be Tmeim? What would make them Tmeim? So the, the Medrash says, Rabbeinu Bechai says it over here as well, and others, that they're Tmeim because of the Chata Egdol. These are the Levium who killed many Jews, or 3,000 people who were murdered by a Chadegel. When did they become Tar? At which point did they become Tar? Here is the first time the Parhadum is being burnt. This is the first time they have Mechatas. Okay, so, you're, so not all B'nai Levi killed. Some of them did. That's what I'm saying. Rashi's Mash was Sheb Bohem. Some of them were Tami. What that means, though, what that means is, is that there was a concept of Tumah before the whole parish of Tumah. Remember last week, as we discussed at length, the parish of Shiluach Tmeim Min HaMachanem. The concept that there's Tumah, that a person becomes Tameh, and now they have to be kicked out of the camp, that happened only later. Was there such a thing? Could a person become Tameh before the parish of Tumah was even given? Before Paraduma. There's no Paraduma. The whole parish of Parash is Chukas, when Paraduma is given. You know, did they, would they know about Tumah? Was there a concept of Tumah? Now, Chazal tell us that already Bisman Avram Avinu, um, there was Tumah, right? For example, we're all, we're all familiar with the uh, Chazal, Rashi brings it, that why didn't Sarah bring the bread out? Because she was Pairis Nida. So what? Answer is it was Tameh. And Avram was Oichon Chulim Betara. Avram, or, you know, the major says he was like a Kangado, he kept Tumah Betara. There were there was there were people who who who, who kept dinay tumah and tara, but um, was there actually a din tumah? Did that exist? So the Chazanish says pashtus it shouldn't exist. Why should there be any tumah v'tara? The Be'er Basada here actually precedes the Chazanish by a few hundred years and says the same thing. The problem then is 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 okay. Well, if no nobody should become tame. So if the paradum is only on day two. Shiluach Tameim actually happens on day one. Pardum is on day two. Why are they Tameh? When did they become Tameh? Who made them Tameh? 
That's that's the kasha here. Not they weren't carrying out Yosef. Okay, so so good. Some so the the Chazenish says is that you could say that um, either Atzmas Yosef, or for example, there was a Michel Velitzafan on the, the day the previous day. You know who who had to pull out Dustin Nadavana um, view from the Beis Hamikdash. Did they become Tami? Did not become Tami? It's a fair question. And what are we going to say because of them? All the Levim now need a Tara. So the Be'er Basada wants to say, yep, that's what happened. There were some people who were Tamei Mason. Doesn't say why. Some of them were Tamei Mason. And, uh, and, and everyone else, first of all, he says, because of those who killed, the, killed by the Egel, even though there really is no Din Tama beforehand, nevertheless, once we're going to require some of the Levim to be purified, we're going to even extend it to those who don't need it, minhadin. But at least, you know, they were part of Misa, not a good thing. Let's get them the Tara once we're, once we're at it. What is a Chiddush? Like, what are we doing? Um, the Chazanish says, you know what? Also, Mestaber to say, no, not because of Tumma. He says, Venire Sha'af Levim Tahirin Hayutzrichen Hazab in Mitzvah Chinuchin. The Hazah was part of the inauguration. Not necessarily because of Tmei Mesim. Just because of inauguration. Now, Rashi doesn't say that. It's not like Rashi. Rashi says, There were people who were Tami Mes. So the Chazanish says it's Archeen. He says it's Archeen. And, and the Chazanish really wants to back this. He says, I, I, I believe that there really was no Tumah beforehand. Because of no Tumah beforehand, you're telling me that all the Kaihanim. On day number one, we already have Aaron Akoin. He's already serving the base on English on day number one. When is the Parad Duma, Duma burnt? What's the earliest time they can become tar? Another seven days, eight days till afterwards. The Parad Duma is only on, on day two. How's Aaron serving in the base on English on day one? You're telling me he wasn't part of the Mila Shemelai? He didn't help kill people? What one by Shabinu asked? That's Chazanish's Kasha. And, and he was so carefully, so scrupulous. If you're going to say that there was Tumah beforehand, his entire life, the man's in his 80s. He's never been in Oyal Ames before. He's been so careful. It's just, it's hard to imagine. Aaron should have been Tami as well. It's more misstabber to say there was no Tumah until the Parsha Paraduma said nobody was Tami. No one was Tami. Okay. So if nobody's Tami, what's Rashi saying? So yeah, that's the Daichik. On, in one day, there could have been Misei Mitzvah. So, Chaim um, saying maybe it's Atzmas Yosef. You know, the Gemara, the Gemara in Sukkah and Afchafei asks, later on in this week's parsha, there were the Anoshim who came to Maisha Rabbeinu and said, we can't bring the Karban Pesach this year because we're Tmeim. So, so then they, they were given the parsha of Pesach Sheni. And the Gemara asks, how did they become Tamei? So one mandamer says, Atzmas Yosef. Another mandamer says, because of, they were Mishal Velitzafan. A third mandamer says, no, you're both wrong. Because if it was any of those two options, they, could, they had time to purify themselves before, before the Chag, before Pesach. Elamai, they're Mesei Mitzvah. It was Mesei Mitzvah. They're in the Midbar. Two people dropped dead. No one was there to bury them. They buried them. They became Tameh. So you could say, just like the Gemara says it, we could say that those are the people. There were Levim who, who performed the Mesei Mitzvah. And 
But we see that there were people like that. Um, again, there, there would have been different people than those people, right? These are these these levim already tar, and they do they already they already started the process. They could have also made it um, on time for the carbon Pesach. Those were they must have. They, oh, there was another mace mitzvah, and mace mitzvah is not is not a common thing, especially when everyone's together in the midbar. So it's a it, it is a tzarchin. And the Chazanish says it is a tzarchin exactly. But with this question, the Ramban shita that we discuss is now meruvach. Because according to the Ramban, this happens in Iyar. Surely from the time of Para, Para Aduma, on the second day of Nisan, till Iyar, two months go by, there could be many people who are dummy. You're living amongst three million people. There are going to be people who die. whose time it is to go. So that's, uh, that's what the Chazanish says. I'm just thinking right now. Doesn't the Ibn Ezra and other Rishayim say that uh, the minion, Rishayim and Minyan Shani were exactly the same from the time of the Midbar, uh, the first minion in, um, from, Par- from Bamidr Parkash Pinchas, that's from Iyar until later. Okay, that's not, not from Nisan until Iyar. That's the that's the tarchin. Now the Chizkuni, you know the Chizkuni was one of the Rishayim, and uh, he wrote a whole sefer, a parish on Chumash, and he writes in his Akdaba that the reason why he wrote it is because his father was very sick, and he sat there by his father's bed for day in and day out, and he said, "I want to do something for my father." So he said, "I'm going to write a sefer for him." that he should be having full shleima, and Baruch Hashem zachinu to the Chizkuni. Imagine that. Imagine if he didn't make that decision. He wanted to bring his chus to his father, so he wrote a sefer. So the Chizkuni here says that um, a similar problem. He says, I don't understand. If the parsha of Paraduma happens you know, only on day two of Nisan, what happens on the first day of the Beis HaMikdash? Levim also have to work. It's not just Arayin that we discussed. What about the Levim? The Levim, they have to sing. It's a shir ala duchen. It's a chilek from the carbon. Famous briskarav. There's, there, there's two shir. There's a shir shal carbon. It's an avayda. So what? They didn't do it on day one. Lemaisa, Rashi and Gittin and Samach says that the, why do they need why do they need kachas halavim on why where we mentioned that eight mitzvahs were said on the first day of Nisan when the Mishkan was erected. Okay, now eight mitzvahs. One of them is kachas halavim. Why do you need kachas halavim? Why do you need the levim now? Not just to protect the protect the Mishkan. Says Rashi and Gidden, the reason why you need it is because the Levim have to sing the Shir Shal Karban. That's all Rashi says. He says nothing about the, the rest of the Avodah, of the Ilas Asha'arim and the Mishmeres. Forget all that. He just says they have to sing. That the Karban, we're starting the Mishka. Let's go, guys. We need, we need, we need the band. We need the Sharim. Mishayrim. So if that's the case, what did they do on day one? If they really are Tmeim. They need this purification process. How do they do it? So you want to hear Chizkuni's Chiddush? The Chizkuni has a massive, massive Chiddush. He says that uh, this Parsha, this Pasuk of wasn't really said for this set of Leviim. Set for later on. These Leviim actually became Tahar through the Meshicha of Shemen. Meshicha of Shemen made them tar. 
we find that even by the Kalim, there is a precedent for such a thing. But he wants to say that over here, that on day one, they were able to do it because they had the Shemen. Read his Lashen. Adam that was sprinkled on the Mizbeach from the first day was sprinkled on them um, from their carbonics, and that was that purified them from their tumah from their tumah that made them dark. That's that's what the Chizkuni says. I, however, I saw in my notes the Be'er Basada back in Parshas Nasai um, gives a different heritage. He says, why is it really a question from Shir? And the problem is a little bit that uh, this answer of the Be'er Basad doesn't really work with Rashi that we just said in Gittin. But he says, don't we know the Rambam Paskins? Rambam says clearly that the Leviim, the Duchin, many times where they sang the Shir was from the 15 Ma'alois, the 15 steps going down from the Ezra's Yisrael, which is the upper platform, upper level, down to the Ezra's Noshim. Again, Har Habayis, going back to our conversation from last week, Har Habayis includes all the different Azarais. Machna Shechina is only Ezra Sisrael. In Ezra Sisrael, you have the Mizbeach, then you have 11 Amais, and then you have 11 Amais to the door. The first 11 Amais is where we as Yisraelim could go up to. After that, we can't go any further. The 15 steps go from that door, from Shar Nikner down to the Ezra Snoshim. Ezra Snoshim is already Machna Leviya. It's not Machna Shechina anymore. And yet the Levim are singing over there. Says the Be'er Basada, you see the Levim don't have to be inside the Chatzar. They don't have to be in the Machna Shechina. If that's the case, then on day number one, before they became Torah, they're singing the Shir Shalkarvan from outside. That's what they did. They sang it from outside. And therefore you don't have the Kasha. That, that, that's Miyashiv, the Kasha of the Chizkuni. Problem is, is you see from Rashi and Gitin, not like this Be'er Basada. Because Rashi says the whole purpose why on day number one they needed this purification process is so that they could sing the songs of the Levium. That's not the reason why you need it. They could sing the songs from outside. They don't need the power process for that. Rashi will have to say something like the Chizkuni. Unless you say that they didn't sing on day number one, but it's not Mashmah like that. That's the... That's what comes out over here. Fight. So again, so this is Machlik between Ramban and Rashi. When did this parsha take place? Did it take place in Chaydash Iyar, which the Ramban proposes? If that's the case, the Chazanish says it's much more mistaber that there were that there were Tmei Mesim, assuming that there was no Tumah before the Dibor, before the mitzvah of Baraduma. It's, it's, it's easier to understand. Problem is, Chazal don't say that. Chazal say that they were the process began already in Nisan. Rashi follows that approach of Chazal, and now. Um, although we have answered the question of take them with, with Dvar and persuade them, that's Miyushav now because that really precedes all the previous parshas that we discussed before. This is the first time the Levim are told that, hey, you guys are now going to be taking the positions of the, of the Bukharian. Um However, the problem is, like the Chazanish raises, is that who, which Tmeim are we dealing with? What Levim really needed, needed Tara if there was no Tuma before the Parsha of Paraduma? And therefore, the Chazanish says, you have to say, some Deichik Teretz, there was Mishal Velitzafan, or there's Tmei Mesim, we'll say. Um, the Chazanish himself wants to say, maybe this, this wasn't for Tumah, not like Rashi, maybe it was because this is part of the Chinuch, this is how they're inaugurated, they need this Hazor. Um, but this is all, this, these are all the Kashas of the, of, the, of the Chazanish, and this is the Sheet of Rashi. Now, 
what is kachenu midvarim? Why do we need to say when you take a person? Why does Rashi have to say kachenu midvarim? Why can't you just say you pick him up, you take him, you grab him, grab him to where you need to go? So the maral in many places, and here too, he chimes in again with his yusay that you cannot take a person. The only way you could take a person, unless you're capturing him, but you wanna, you wanna, you know, tell a person to come with you, is you have to take his das. That's what you could take from him. You can't take. You can't take him as you could take his body, but you can't take him. Taking him means you take his das, you convince him. And therefore, Rashi will always jump on the words of kochenu by a human and say, kochenu bedvarim. That's what the Maral says. The Re'im says slightly differently. The Re'im says, and this would also perhaps answer our question before, even if you want to learn like the Ramban. Because remember, according to the Ramban, we didn't really answer the question. If Ramban, is, if Ramban would agree, that kochenu always has to mean kochenu bedvarim, persuade them. The question was, is there already kadlish? What do you have to persuade them for? Um, the Re'im says is that, this is not going to answer that question, I apologize. But I'll tell you what the Re'im says. The Re'im says that kochenu Rashi, the reason why Rashi explained it means kochenu bedvarim here is because there's no Kenyan going on. Kicha, kicha. We talk about kiddushin. You know, you make an acquisition, I take something becomes it was in your possession or hefker and now it becomes into my possession that wasn't happening over here it says take them and make them pure who's Maisha Ben is not acquiring them so the, this Re'im will answer is, is how come Rashi didn't say anything in Parashat Bamidbar when it says leave. I took them I didn't say that Hashem took them the answer is it's beautiful if you're the Re'im because of there there was an acquisition going on HaKadosh Baruch Hu was kind of there was a transaction, there was a transfer of Kedusha between the Lechayim and the Levim. So it doesn't make sense to say over there, right, because that wasn't what was going on. There was an actual transaction, a transfer of Kedusha. Okay, so these are the two Bahalchim in Kachem Medvarim. I just want to point out an important thing, and I saw the Malbim points this out as well, that if you think about it, on one hand, the Levim took the place of the Bechayim. Bechayim lost their privilege even though at the time of Mitzrayim, they were given this honor of uh, being, you know, every, can you imagine every, every family would have one person serving the base HaMikdash. You know, that would be Mala, the entire Mishpacha. Every family, you know, assuming that they would have a Bukhar, a son, first, um, a natural birth, then uh, they, would have, they would have one of their family members serving the base HaMikdash. But they lost that Bukhar. They lost it, and therefore the Levim claimed it. However, what is interesting is, is that the Bukharim didn't lose it entirely. There's still a Mitzvah Pidyan Haben. It's Xer Sakasaf. It's Xer Sakasaf. That there still are, Kadosh Baruch Hu says, even though I'm taking the Levim for myself, at the end of the day, the Bukharim are still, they still have their Kedusha. They still require redemption at the time that they are born. Stuff to be put to that Kedusha. So they didn't lose it entirely. Rather, what was given over to Levim was just this privilege of serving in the base Hamidrash. That was the whole purpose of this Kedusha, was so that they could serve in the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. That is, <coughs> that is that. Let's continue so here. No question. Okay. How do we know that that Kedusha is actually tied to that? I mean, uh, animals that also have to be redeemed and donkeys. Yeah, so that's a good question because we find, we find that in, um, in Pajas Bamidbar, that when the Levium were transferred, when the Kedusha was transferred from the Bechem to Levium, they also transfer the Kedusha from the Behemais of Klal Yisrael to the Behemais of the Levian. 
that it almost like it went goes hand in hand. I, I have to. I, I, I wanted to be mine in this. Why was that? You know, if we're transferring just the kedusha of the mishkan, you know, kedusha's ha'avayda, let's call it. Why does? Why? Why are we dealing with the behemis? What the behemis? What, what, what the behemis have to do with the mishkan? Now it happens to be a bachor behemah, but again, a bachor a bachor of a of a seh that that goes to the base of English. But that's not the bachor they're talking about over there. They're talking about a chamar. The bachor of a chamar, right? Peter chamar. That's what they're talking about. And that was transferred. The bachor, the 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 ktusha of the chamirim of the Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael was transferred onto the chamirim of the vevehem masla halavim. And that that requires that requires. Um, some explanation of why that was relevant to this transfer. It's a little, little odd. Okay, I want to conclude with a very famous Rashi here. Rashi says, "Why did why did they have to be shaven these these levim? What's the purpose of that?" Explains Rashi. Matsasi bedivri Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan lefishenasnu kapara ala bechoros she'avda like we just mentioned. These Levim are taking the place of the Bukhayram, and the Bukhayram served Avodazara by the Egel. And we know Avodazara, he kriya zivchei mesim. Now, the Bartanura points out over here in his parish that uh, Avodazara is not called zivchei mesim. Zivchei comes from slaughtering. Rather, the, the whole source that we know that Avodazara is called zivchei mesim, the Gemara brings a Pasuk. Um, and therefore, what, what do you see? You see that this, the, the, the animals which are slaughtered for the sake of the Avodah are referred to as if chemesim, elamai, Avodah is called a mace. Avodah is called a dead, a dead person, and someone who serves Avodah Zara. itself is called a mace. So therefore, ziv chemesim teaches us that Avodah is called a mace. So the Baratunur says the word vihi of Rashi means Avodah vitikroives of the Avodah the Avodah and its Associated carbonis, the sacrifices for the sake of the Vodazara, that's all called Zivchemesim. So, therefore, since we know Mitzora is called it as one, right? The Gemara Nadarim says that four people are referred to as dead, right? And one of them is a Mitzora. So, therefore, his Kikam Tiglachas Kimitzoyroyim. Therefore, they needed to be shaven just like a Mitzora because that's what they're doing. They're taking over. Um, it's like the, almost it's a fascinating thing. It's not just that the kedusha of the bechar was being transferred onto the levi, but in addition to that, the onus of why that kedusha was being lost was also transferred to the levi. You know, one would have thought that the, the onus is on the shoulders of the bechar, so let them shave their, themselves. They're losing their kedusha. That's one thing. Let them go through. Let them shave, but that the levim should bear the onus. Like, well, why should that be part of the Levium's purification? It's just they're getting the Kedusha. Why should they have to bear this purification of it? Sounds like that HaKadosh Baruch is almost saying, you want the Kedusha, you want the Kedusha, you're achray to ensure that any tuma which attaches itself to the Kedusha, you have to be the ones who are able to be mafred it. You have to get rid of that. The Bukharim are not able to do it anymore. You have to purify that Kedusha. Sounds like the Kedusha became a nidbak with the Tumah, and you want, to, you want to just grab the Kedusha without the Tumah, well then, you better take care of it. Otherwise, you yourselves cannot cling to that Kedusha. It's a weird concept, if you think about it. Okay, that uh, hopefully will give you a, a basic understanding of what's going on over here, the purification of the Levim, 
the, the privilege that the Levim had to serve in the Beis HaMikdash and what it requires, the Hachana. And this is true for any Dabr Shabbatusha. And any time that we want to, you know, a person wants to be go up to the Harabayas, they got to go through a purification. They have to make sure they're tired. And uh, any time that we want to, to, to achieve Kedusha, we have to bear in mind that it requires Hachana. Um, have a wonderful Shabbos, and that we should be zeichet to the proper hachana, so that we could be also be zeichet to kedusha. Thank you, Yosher Kayach. Shabbos. Amen. Shabbos. Happy Shabbos. Shabbos. Shabbos.